800 AM and 94.9 FM KINY Juno from the Alaska Airlines Studio. Local first. Now, News of the North. I'm Jordan Lewis, and these are the stories we're following this hour. Capital City Fire Rescue respond to a structure fire early this morning. Plus, the governor addressed some education policy reforms yesterday. And another significant drug bust happened in Ketchikan. But first, Capital City Fire and Rescue responded to a working structure fire in a sixplex on Hayesway in the Mendenhall Valley. The fire was located in the crawl space as well as in the walls. Crews were chasing down hot spots and void spaces. All occupants got out of the residence and there were no injuries. More information will be provided once it becomes available. Yesterday, Governor Mike Dunleavy addressed his education policy reforms in Alaska. First, he shared his stance on the base student allocation. I would challenge somebody to find a previous governor in the state of Alaska that has had more educational experience than I. I mean, that's a fact. Yet, in some quarters, that's a, that's a problem. Why? Because I know education. I know it inside out. And I can tell you this, and I would bet my retirement, if you just put money in the BSA, there'll be no change in performance. Because we've done that year after year. Does that mean that schools and school districts don't need money? They do, and we're, we're, we're putting money in the BSA. But why don't we target it to the problems we know we have? Governor Dunleavy also spoke on the teacher incentive retention approach, which will be a study. He calls it a targeted approach. My job is to make sure that every kid has an opportunity to perform well. My job is to fix issues when I'm confronted. What are you going to do about the teacher turnover, Dunley? How are we going to get more teachers, Dunley? Well, this is an approach. Now it's going to, what about the custodians? Got money in the BSA. It's going to help custodians. Let's fix, this, fix the problems we can. But I'm going to say it again. Just putting more money in the BSA, which we, we do, is not going to give us different results. Governor Dunleavy responded to a question on if he sees school districts advocating for BSA increase and budget shortfalls as a result of poor fiscal management only. There are certainly school districts, one here in town, that have had problems managing their budget. I used to manage budgets as a superintendent and as a school board president. Um, I feel for the people here in Juneau, to be perfectly honest with you. And I'm not kicking Juneau when it's down. We're helping it. DED, our commissioner is helping Juneau. The governor said why he is emphasizing more funds for charter and homeschooling, while public schools are having to cut on programs and teacher student levels. Charter schools have a much more narrow focus. And as a result, it appeals to a cross-section, or a section of, I should say, of society in Alaska. Whether it's a Waldorf approach, whether it's a science-stem-based approach, people want to coalesce around that. And so, you're going to get less turnover there because there's more alignment as to what people want. Last month, the Alaska State Troopers, the Ketchikan Police Department, and the Southeast Alaska Cities Against Drugs Task Force officers began an investigation into drug trafficking occurring in the Ketchikan area. On January 12th, investigators interdicted 9,838 counterfeit pills containing fentanyl, a half pound of methamphetamine, 1.5 ounces of fentanyl powder, and $14,411 in U.S. currency. 
Investigators arrested 38-year-old Ketchikan resident Andrew Hansen and remanded him to the Ketchikan Correctional Center on charges of misconduct involving a controlled substance in the second degree, one count of misconduct involving a controlled substance in the third degree, and one count of misconduct involving weapons in the second degree, and one count of misconduct involving weapons in the third degree. Further investigation led to additional seizures of illicit narcotics related to this investigation on Tuesday. During the second seizure, law enforcement located approximately 14,938 counterfeit pills containing fentanyl and approximately 1.8 pounds of methamphetamine. The total street value of the drugs seized during this investigation is approximately $1.6 million in Ketchikan and includes over 38,000 potentially fatal doses of fentanyl. And supporters of a campaign seeking to turn back the clock on Alaska's voting system laws are appealing more than $90,000 in fines levied by the Alaska Public Offices Commission. On Friday, Alaskans for Honest Elections, the Ranked Choice Education Association, Wellspring Ministries, and Arthur Mathias filed a formal appeal in Anchorage Superior Court. The appeal alleges that Alaska's campaign finance regulator made mistakes when it fined the four for their participation in a system that sent campaign money through an organization registered as a church in Washington State. The commission has not yet filed a response to the appeal. Coming up, this month's Trend Magazine published by the Department of Labor focused on the impacts of non-residents on Alaska's workforce. That story, when Local First News continues with Jazz Garrett. Welcome back to Local First News. I'm Jazz Garrett. This month's Trends Magazine, published by the Department of Labor, focused on the impacts non-residents have on Alaska's workforce. Economist Rob Krieger discusses his article while on Action Line. Historically, about 20% of Alaska's workforce is non-resident when you look at all industries combined. That percentage varies quite a bit by industry and occupation and part of the state. But what we're seeing in, in some of the hardest industries that were hardest hit by the pandemic, particularly visitor-related and seafood processing, some pretty unusual things. Most visitor-related industries, I guess, were completely shut down in 2020 as a result of no cruise ship season, uh, restrictions on bars and restaurants, lots of closures. Um, we didn't really have, we had no tourism season in 2020. 2021, we started to bounce back a little bit. And with that, we saw non-residents coming back to the workforce to a greater degree than residents, which is not surprising because most of the the job loss or the worker losses during the pandemic were in you know, were non-residents. He says the hardest hit areas in the visitor industry during the pandemic were Denali National Park and Skagway. But Skagway then broke its cruise ship record last year, and they are projected to just barely break that record once again this summer. Krieger also looks at how the seafood industry was impacted. But unlike many of the industries within visitor-related, seafood processing was actually able to, to sort of maintain operations to a certain degree in 2020. But what's different post-pandemic is that um, even though residents represent a small percentage of the workers in the industry, fewer are coming back. There's fewer resident workers in seafood processing than there were prior to the pandemic. And although there was a little bit of an increase in non-residents the year after the pandemic, both resident and non-resident workers are down in 2022, which is the most recent data we have available. It's kind of hard to characterize what's happening in seafood processing other than to say it's in a transition. Plant closures, decreased fish prices, automation, and other factors all impact the level of workers in the seafood industry. Chief of Research and Analysis Dan Robinson shares why they chose to focus on non-resident workers this month. Alaska has 
natural resources that the world wants and needs. We've always been a relatively small population, so uh, there's been concern that Alaskans, the state government and the people who live here, extract maximum benefit from those resources. So that's one of the reasons we do this report, one of the reasons the statute was written that required us to do this report, to, to just kind of keep an eye on how much people who live out of state are taking home wages that they earned in Alaska. And Trail Mix recently celebrated 30 years. They are seeking two board members to start this spring. Executive Director Ryan O'Shaughnessy describes what they are looking for. They do last for three years. These two terms that are coming up are full terms. Um, so they'll begin uh, in April of 2024 and expire in March of 2027. So we are looking for someone to make a three-year commitment to Juno and to Juno's trails and trail mix to help us uh, govern and guide the organization as we uh, pursue our mission. The annual hike for a pint started this week. Megan Tabachek, trail program manager, explains how that works. Hike for a Pint is super fun and it actually just kicked off um, and tickets are available until the end of this week. So Hike for a Pint is a twice annual hiking event where we choose seven trails. You purchase a passport and you hike five out of seven of those trails. There's a punch box on each of the trails we choose. You stamp your passport. And then at the end of Hike for a Pint, which typically lasts about two months, this round ends in early March, you can go to either Barnaby Brewing Co. or The Rookery, and you can either get a pint of beer, um, trade in your passport, pint of beer, no cost to you, or you trade in your passport and you can get a 16-ounce hot drink from The Rookery. You can find out more on trailmixinc.org. A lot of people rent with the hopes of home ownership, but the amount they're paying now could keep them on the sidelines. ABC's Daria Albinger explains. Having trouble making rent? You aren't alone. New data from Harvard University finds almost 22.5 million Americans couldn't afford theirs in 2022. That's a record number, most spending more than the recommended 30% of their income on housing. The study also finds number of affordable units with rent $600 a month or less dropped to 7.3 million that year, about 2 million fewer than a decade earlier. Daria Albinger, ABC News. Now you're up to date with Local First News. I'm Jazz Garrett. For continuous updates, visit our website, kinyradio.com.